Growing Up, our brand new resource for churches and parents is out now. Woohoo! With Sunday school sessions, training videos, podcast episodes for parents and one for the whole family. All there to help our children navigate the confusion, filter the messages they're surrounded by and hear God's good story. All our Growing Up resources point to the Heavenly Father who loves our children even more than we do and has the answer to their biggest questions about who they are and how to live. Together, as families and churches, we can support each other to start good conversations about bodies, gender and marriage so our children can grow up hearing God's good story. Head over to the website faithinkids.org and find out all the details about growing up. But it was in sitting down with my kids and my husband to saying, look, we've got a problem. We're now running the local Halloween trail. What are we going to do? That together, the four of us came up with the idea of being a house of light on our street. If we could be a house of light, communicate something of the goodness, truth and beauty of Jesus Christ on that night, then that's a brilliant thing to be involved in. Hello, this is the Faith in Parents podcast. It's produced by Faith in Kids. I know that sounds confusing. That means this podcast is for the parents. If children are listening, it's fine. None of my guests are going to swear. Today we're tackling Halloween. We're talking about uh, how does a Christian family approach, enjoy, even celebrate Halloween? What is there to be talking about in our families? What is there to be doing in our communities? Uh, I'm delighted that we have Amy with us as normal. Amy, tell us a bit about yourself for anyone who's been under a rock. Oh, hello, hello. Um, I'm Amy. I live in Liverpool. I'm a mum to four children. And um, let me think, I like I like beaches and I like water sports and cups of tea. There we go. Thank, thank you, Amy. I wondered how long that list was going to last, <laughs> but thanks for stopping it there. Uh, I'm also joined by Nay Dawson. Nay Dawson, uh, please start at the beginning, Nay. Uh, where are you sat? Do you have a job? Uh, who lives in your house with you? Thanks, Ed. So I'm sat in a really messy bedroom. Fortunately, you can't see it. I live in Southampton with my husband, John, who's a scientist. He's growing bones for people with arthritis. And uh, we've got two little girls, Anya and Agnes, two guinea pigs and a cat and loads of false black widows in our garden right now. Um, have I got a job? Yes, I work with IFES Europe. So working with students and Christian unions across Europe. And I think that's everything. That is everything. And um, tell us, how old are your children, Nay? Yeah, they're nine and six. Uh, so don't do any identity fraud on us. Um, now you know quite a no. few details. Um, yeah, Great. they're at primary school. Um, lovely little girls. Very good, Nay. So you are managing to um, to work for IFES and, and help students as well as be a mum at home and help your two daughters. 
It's uh, working. <laughs> I'm not sure about that, but I'm enjoying it. We're all enjoying it together. Great. Nay, uh, you and I first had a conversation uh, because you um, you got very into trails around your community of Southampton in lockdown. Uh, can you just tell us a bit about how, how those trails happened and uh, what you've learned from that? Because it's going to touch on what we talk about now. Yeah, thanks, Ed. So through the pandemic and the lockdowns, I just really wanted to continue getting to know people, encouraging others, uh, being part of our community, growing the community where I could. And uh, one thing that we could do is go on daily exercise. And so I wanted to create something where people were working together, were creative, doing something fun for the children. So we just ran these really simple trails. They were all themed. So we did a Christmas one, a Lego trail, a Halloween trail. We got families involved, did trail maps, had prizes, and it was great fun. It was a great opportunity to share the good news of Jesus. It was a great opportunity just to build friendships. And since then, lots of people have commented on how much a difference it made to our community during the lockdowns. And that that trail was um, was in your garden. You know, you you connected people's gardens. They walked between gardens. Yeah, so for example, um, we had a Lego trail. Everyone had to create some Lego and put it in their window or in their garden. We had a map with all the addresses on and you would go and find it. There would be, you know, clues and things to do at each house. So it's just a way of connecting up people within the community and um, gave a lot of fun. For the Lego one, my husband made about 30 Lego birds and put them in our tree in our garden, which looked amazing. Wow. I saw some pictures of that. She's t- she's she is telling the truth. It did look amazing. Not that I doubt. Yeah, it, we, but they we did literally really didn't cool. speak for about six weeks. We didn't speak in the evenings. He just focused on making these Lego birds. <laughs> Amy, can you make the connection to Halloween for us? Um, we, we're going to talk about some solutions, but just tell us the problems first of all. Uh, what what are the problems that uh, that surround Halloween, and what are some of the pickles we Christians get into as we think about it? So, um, I think as a kid who grew up in a Christian home with fairly new Christian parents who were trying to get it right, um, I was terrified of Halloween, um, and I think probably my parents were too. And we would turn the lights off and hide in the dark away from the evil that was coming to our door um, in in the form of people dressed up as as witches celebrating the darkness. Um, So I remember actually hiding behind the sofa and being very frightened. Um, And then as I grew older and we had our own house, I remember moving to a house on the street um, and as a somebody involved in kids' work at my church, a lot of kids were out on the street playing. We had like a green in front where kids would ride their bikes. And I was chatting to them saying hello and asked them what it was like to live on the street. And they went, oh, well, the people in this house, they're grumpy because they don't answer the door at Halloween. The people in this house, they're quite nice. So it was all based on their view of the people on the street was based on who gave them sweets or not at Halloween. And it just made me realise uh, with a bit of a bit of a surprise that this is the one night of the year when the community knock on your door. Um, So as a mum then with my own kids, I didn't want them to be afraid because we have a better story and we have Jesus and he beats everything and he is the light of the world. So I don't want to be behind my sofa and my neighbours are knocking on my door. I don't want to be seen as the grumpy Christian who pretends I'm not here for them. 
So those two things connected together to me to say, I don't need to be afraid and I can take a step towards others. What does that look like for our family? And I think that's kind of what we want to talk about today and where Lego Birds and Trails comes in. Nay, um, if, if there's anyone out there who's still unconvinced and, um, and, and Halloween makes them nervous and Christian's going, you know, there is an argument, you know, if someone was to be saying, as Christians, the only thing we should be saying on a podcast is lock your doors, turn out your lights and hide behind a sofa. Uh, what, what is it about Christ and being a Christian, nay, that makes you think differently to that? Well, that was me entirely. And it probably would still be me if it wasn't for some friends that I chatted to last year. So I wanted to run a trail and it happened to be September. And so Halloween was the immediate thing coming up. I invited two friends around to persuade them to run a trail for me, except they can't organise anything. Um, so I ended up running this trail and I kind of panicked because I just thought, how how can I do this? I've never celebrated Halloween ever. What am I doing? But it was in sitting down with my kids and my husband to saying, look, we've got a problem. We're now running the local Halloween trail. What are we going to do? That together, the four of us came up with the idea of being a house of light on our street. And from that point onwards, it was just this genius idea and um, a kind of remembering that, of course, the Bible calls us so clearly to be a light <laughs> shining for Jesus. Um, that we're not meant to hide our lights. And so it's just this really obvious thing we completely forgotten and somehow this cloud over our head that we couldn't be involved um, became really clear that actually if we could be a house of light, communicate something of the goodness, truth and beauty of Jesus Christ on that night, then that's a brilliant thing to be involved in. Um, it may well be that we don't trick or treat ourselves. My daughters get really scared of that kind of stuff. But we were so busy last year. All we were doing is constantly filling up this box to give away bags, gift bags of light. And so we had a great time. Um, so if you're unconvinced, I guess go back to scripture and what it says about being the light of the world. And if Jesus was the light of the world and we have this incredible opportunity to bring light into darkness and point to this light on a dark night, then what's holding us back? Is it culture or is it Bible? I think I'd go back to, to some basic passages in, in John's gospel about Jesus being light of the world. Thanks, Nay. Uh, and, and maybe that just means... Um... It, it feels like the only thing left is to is to probably avoid using the phrase celebrating Halloween is, um, uh, you know, if, if that's a misgiving we have, uh, I, I don't think that's what we're doing. It, I think as Christians, we're saying, first of all, we're not frightened either of Halloween or people knocking on our doors. Uh, and secondly, we have a story to tell and we want to tell that story every day. And as parents, we look for opportunities that life presents us with where we can explain to our children how, what it means to follow Jesus because they get following Jesus means going to church and they probably get it means praying before you go to bed but they also need to learn what does it mean to follow Jesus when you slip over and cut your knee and what does it mean to follow Jesus when people are angry at you and what does it mean to follow Jesus when people knock on your door with scary masks we have an answer we have we always have an answer no, we, we have a better story and we don't tell that better story if we're shut in our living rooms with the lights off. Um, I think there's also a thing that uh, church culture wise, I think 
um, I saw we used to run a lot of alternatives so that the Christian kids have somewhere to go and potentially invite their friends. So don't come in a Halloween costume, but come to a light party. Um, and a lot of that can be brilliant and can be done really well. But um, what is this for? Is this to provide a safe space to hide that's a bit nicer than behind the sofa? Or is this to try and show, tell the better story? Um, and I think that is the question that's worth thinking about. How are you telling the better story in your own family? And how are you taking a step towards your community rather than away from it? I think that looked different for, for families. It looked different depending on how confident you are, on how old your kids are, on your personality type. But um, I think that those two questions are really worth thinking through. How are you telling a better story and how are you taking a step towards your community? Nay, you had a um, you had a great conversation around your table with your children. Um, and I, I guess part of that was just explaining to them that what, why they were. Did you have to explain to them why this was a problem? Did you, or, or do you think they already knew mum and dad weren't entirely comfortable with Halloween as everyone else did it? Yeah, I mean, previously we'd fudged it. And if they mentioned it, which they did a bit because our school and community are crazy about it, uh, we'd just say we don't believe in it. We don't believe in Halloween. So it actually was a really good chance to sit down and discuss about Halloween. Um, we We kind of took the line that, because Jesus is the light of the world, we can be light. But also because of what Jesus has done on the cross, we can um, actually take it a step further and, and laugh at darkness and laugh at these ghouls and laugh at some of the things um, that we see on Halloween. So we actually bought these massive 12 stone pumpkins and made them into funny pumpkins. So we put swimming costumes on them and swimming hats and made them like look really silly and it was actually just a great um it was a great opportunity to talk about humor at that time of year and um how the power of Jesus death and resurrection has actually beaten darkness once and for all um so I can't remember your question Ed. maybe I'll need to ask you a question <laughs> you, you uh, did very well <laughs> it made sense you did very well sense. Nate <laughs> And I just think of of all the years, this is the year, right, where people are struggling and they want to know if there's hope in the midst of their darkness. And I just think if if we're not prepared to answer that question and if our kids don't know how to answer it, what are we doing? We've got a great opportunity to speak into darkness at this moment. Great. Uh, and the things we have to say um, are, uh, you know, we've been talking about them. Jesus Christ never took a step back when he met evil. Jesus Christ only ever defeated evil. Evil was frightened of Jesus and begged him to go away from it. Jesus always won, and at the cross that victory is final. And by his spirit, every follower is safe. So uh, the, the first thing, to, and, and you know, the story of the calming of the storm jesus turns to his disciples and say why are you so afraid jesus with jesus our children do not need to be afraid of anything uh and then there's a, a, and so we would love we would first of all love to to engage with what our community are so busy doing that gets bigger every year uh and as amy said it's the only day in the year people knock on our door and as Christians, we keep wondering how we knock on theirs. How do we get to know them better? 
they're coming to us saying, how do we get to know you better? Uh, Amy, is there anything else you try to talk about with your family or you have talked about with your family? Uh, yeah, so I think we've just tried to handle why can't I dress up as a witch? Why can't I dress up as a thing? You know, so that dressing up is big and chat in school is big about what you're dressing up as and where you're going trick-or-treating. And for kids, Halloween is actually about sweets. It's about how many sweets they are going to get. It is not about um, how are we going to celebrate all, all that is dark and not right in the world. It is about sweets. Um, and you know, I'm not shying away from the fact that there are there are things that are not good about it. But for them... So as a Christian mom and dad, how are you saying, well, Jesus doesn't want you to have sweets? Um, so, you know, that isn't the message. So it's how are you, what are we dressing up as and how do we enjoy good things and share good things? So I think the chat I've had with my children is that we don't want to dress up as, as we could, but we're not going to dress up as those things because we don't want to be pretend to be people who don't love Jesus even for one night. And we don't want to go and knock on the doors of the people in our community and say, give us something because we have so much. We want to be in our house when they come to say, here is stuff that we want to give you. Um, so I think that's that was a big chat for us to have. And I think just a little bit about attitude. So uh, Ephesians 5 verse 8, for you were once darkness, but now you are light in the Lord. Live as children of light. So this doesn't come from a place of superiority. You know, I know better than you, you evil people dressing up. This comes from a place of I've been changed by knowing Jesus. So I want to live for him as light. Um, and I want you to know Jesus too. So I want you to move from darkness to light. So I want to share with you the light, not shout at you about how dark the darkness is. We had a choice last year which is the um, the desire for sweets became so overwhelming in my family uh we we made we made a deal that we would get in as many sweets as our children could possibly imagine and uh if they wanted them then they had to knock on doors and give sweets to people uh and they could have as many as they liked so um so one of our children last year with a friend decided that's what she wanted to do. She wanted she she was 13 last year. So she wanted the thrill of walking around in the darkness knocking on doors. Uh and so we said then you can you can take sweets to people. And and she enjoyed that and the deal also was we give sweets out and we can eat as much as we can fit in our mouths. Uh because I think you're right Amy. Uh, the, the my children no longer want to talk about Jesus or why we don't celebrate Halloween. They just want to know how many sweets will yeah. they get. And dressing up as a superhero and handing out sweets to your neighbours has been amazing fun. Um, and for my kids that are then slightly older, there's still a joy of handing out sweets and watching a Transformers movie, which I loosely linked to being transformed from... <laughs> I can't remember that the verse about being transformed by Jesus. And we watched Transformers in eight weeks. Romans 12. It's good on that, Amy. Thank you. Thank you. <laughs> Thanks. Nay, go. So at the end of our driveway, we had these little bags and in each bag was a glow stick and some sweets and a story that raised curiosity about the possibility of the person of Jesus Christ. So it wasn't a tract as such. It was more something that I knew would be right for my area. Um, they weren't coming to a church service. They weren't asking to be told the gospel, but I wanted something that would raise curiosity. And since then, friends have said, oh, no, we stuck that postcard on our fridge. We, we read it to our kids. We've talked about it with them. 
And for us, we were thinking it's a great opportunity um, just to be like, to be generous. And in that generosity, um, knowing that it was our community, we'd see people at the school gate, we'd see people in the shops. It would be part of an ongoing relationship and for us that's really key so this year uh, we bought a industrial size um, candy floss machine (laughs) and so we're going to make candy floss and stick plastic spiders inside and give them out alongside these bags with the good news of Jesus Um, because I figure if people know that our house is a good house to come to to get the sweets we'll get everyone (laughs) and then we can share as much good news as possible so I do think generosity is something that could stand out at this time as well. If people are knocking on our doors and if um, and if we are going to decide to be generous in some way uh, then nay what you're saying is there's preparation required Um, is that we're more than a month from Halloween as we're recording this, and you're saying you've already bought yourself a candy floss machine. Uh, so preparation for Halloween uh, feels like, you know, your children are going to be watching what mum's doing this year. Have you had that conversation around the kitchen table again this year? We haven't, but we are slightly behind on life. Um, no, no, no. We're I... more than a month away from Halloween. You're not in <laughs> trouble for time. that. There's I'm just interested. Time. Have your children asked you, Mum, why do we own an industrial candy, flo- uh, candy floss machine? No. I mean, partly we bought it last year. It's one of those essential lockdown presents <laughs> for a family of four. Um, and we tried it last year and the humidity means you can't put candy floss in a bag this time of year. So we didn't use it. So um, I've made all the plans. I've not yet launched them to my children because we're just taking one day at a time. (laughs) Saying that, my friend that I walked to school with yesterday said her kid has already been getting her fancy dress ready. This is just like a family that live around the corner for Halloween. So I may not be prepared, but my friends are getting prepared for it. And so, yeah, Ed, you're totally right. We do need to get prepared. Um, And I think my kids are on board. I'm sure they are. (laughs) Just tell them about it in a few weeks time and uh there is uh last year we we, we like you nay uh we've tried tracts you can get them from 10 of those and the good book company they both do a great range of halloween specific tracts i was a little stung when one got posted back through my door with a post-it note stuck on it saying please don't force your weird beliefs ed ed how many children. did you get out how, how many did you give out? <laughs> we we gave out thirty or forty, and only one you got, got posted one back. back. That's yeah. great. Odds. That's not bad. It's That's not. Great it's not odds. bad. And it, it and I would do it again. I'm I'm just interested to hear Nay explain that she wanted to intrigue people, write a story. I have to say, Nay's one of the most creative people in the world, so that might be beyond most people. But Nay, you're, what you're saying, I think, is for your community at the moment. You thought there was a a different message to give people what was your goal there um so becky pippett talks a lot about raising curiosity and so i was going down that line i wanted to write something where people read it and ended up wanting jesus but not necessarily yeah so so the end result was they wanted what i was talking about and then they would come and talk to me and ask me more so it's clear it was about Jesus, but um, I wanted to kind of paint a picture, like Amy's saying, that there's this better story um, at Halloween time. And so I just gave it a go. I've ne- I can't really write. I've never written before. It's just one of those lockdown crazy situations where, you know, if I don't put my name on it, it can't be too embarrassing. Um, <laughs> so I just thought I'd do it. And we gave away 600. Wow. Um, 
just from our drive, like we were really busy that night. And I, 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 I since, I since have written another one called Love and Corona. And I just think, you know, people have accused me there's not enough gospel in them. But for me, it's all about, I give them to my friends and I know that we'll chat a bit more when they see me. So, you know, most of my friends and family are not Christians and I want to write something that makes them ask me questions or ask more rather than just shoving it in their face. So I really want to be clear about Jesus, but I genuinely want people to come to know him, not get turned away. But saying that, Ed, one of my friends who gave out, so about 10 families in our area did the same as us. They used our little bags. Yeah, her neighbour was like, oh, these flipping Christians, um, da, da, da. But we were talking and actually she said, nay, it was a conversation still. You know, he was angry, but we had a conversation and I think that's brilliant. So prepare yourself. You know, we're going to face trouble in this world, aren't we? But Jesus has overcome the world. So prepare yourself for that. But hey, it's a conversation. It's better than not talking. And uh, as a parent, our children learn as much from what we do and how we do it as what we say, if not more. And uh, I, we clearly there is a moment when you're packing the tracks in the bags and as my children are now older they know this is odd and not everyone will like it and the moment when a child takes you from the you know there's a moment when a child takes the bag and says to their mum there's something in here in that that, that conversation is going to happen and it, each family gets to decide what they do we're not telling every family what they should do but we do as parents just want to think carefully and think what I do is going to teach my children about how we approach the world. And nay, it's helpful to know I'm I'm with you. I, I do want my children to know one was posted back through the door and our brothers and sisters around the world get far worse posted through their doors. So we're going to take this all day long and I did point out to my children, it's a bit funny that the person who wrote it didn't want to put their name or their number on it. They probably (laughs) live on our road, but they're a bit embarrassed to put it through my door. They don't want to tell me who they are. I'd love to talk to them about it, and they probably know that. Uh, So last year, we also sat down and we wrote uh, a little tag with a Bible verse on it. I got my children to do some of the writing instead of a tract let's do this as a family let's let's learn together how to be evangelists amy uh, so our a church locally to us did a pumpkin trail so they asked people beforehand to sign up to carve a pumpkin as jesus the light of the world and then they had a groovy little app that you could then follow the map and find the pumpkins on that night um so i think there's loads of different ways that you could engage your community or even on your street you know after our nhs collapse and our We've, you know, our street's got a a street uh, email chain that everyone talks to one another on that, you know, shall we do something together? Or, you know, there's all these opportunities to to perhaps think we could be brave this time. We did something similar, Amy, in our trail. There was about 25 houses on it and everyone tried to do something a bit different. So there were some really beautiful kind of autumnal type decorations as well. And we got local businesses to donate prizes and had a pumpkin competition and a pumpkin colouring competition. And it worked so well in lockdown. But by getting businesses on board, they promoted us. So it was massive. We had like from our Facebook page, there's a reach of 9000 people. 
And so, like, I just think there are so many lovely things you can totally. do getting to know people. I can't work out whether this is incredibly inspiring or incredibly terrifying. It's maybe, depends depends on who you are. Okay, so, Nay, Nay, let's just pause a moment, Nay. There's a thing also happening here, which is you have made yourself the leader of this endeavour. You, you have been the one to organise your neighbours and your community. You know, you've gone from sitting behind a sofa hoping no one will do it to actually organising everyone to do it. Just, is that deliberate, Nay, or you're just the most proactive? Just tell us about that. Uh, I mean, my friends that know me, you know, they think I have too many ideas and often feel quite sick before breakfast, the number of ideas I have. So I, I am an ideas person. And in lockdown, I did try and act on as many as possible. So it was just, it just happened. We ran this trail Everyone really enjoyed it. And we set up a Facebook page. But actually, no, hang on. It was intentional. I intentionally did the Halloween trail so that we could do a Christmas trail. And I I always had that in mind. I want to do a Christmas trail. But the way that we get known and the Christmas trail gets known about is if we do a really successful Halloween one. So my experience was, is me and one Christian friend did the Halloween trail. The rest weren't Christians. I knew that if I did a Christmas trail, loads of Christians would get involved, but we probably wouldn't get involvement from the community. So, yeah, I was very intentional internally. I didn't tell anyone that, and I have now via podcast. But, um, <laughs> yeah, at the same time, it just kind of happened. You know, the Halloween trail was a success. People liked it, and I thought, oh, let's just give it a go. The Halloween trail that you were involved in, though, I think one of the things that I found particularly inspiring about it is it wasn't, here is our Halloween trail of Christians that is all houses of light. This is community, including people who think differently from us, being us with others. So that, you know, there's there's part of me that still goes a bit, you mean you were part of something that had spooky houses in it too? Are you really, have, have you gone too far out of the boundaries of what is acceptable? So just tell me a bit about that. People wrote to me and said, you shouldn't be doing this, Nay. People talked behind my back and said, we're not getting involved. Uh, people wrote to me and said, we love you, Nay, but we're not getting involved. We'll get involved in a Christmas one if you do it. So, yeah, we were solo, <laughs> apart from my friend Fee. Um, but that's OK. You know, we can do that. Um, and I just my heart is so much to get to know people locally. My brothers aren't Christians. My dad's not Christian. You know, if we don't reach out and become friends with people and share the gospel, then who's going to? And so I, I'm not content with just running a Christmas trail with a load of Christian friends I want to do this with people and what was amazing is people that got involved in the Halloween trail then signed up for the Christmas trail realized it was obviously about Jesus and one got in touch to say sorry nay I'm an atheist I just can't be part of this trail so we had a great chat another one said nay I'm an atheist but I'd love to get involved is that okay (laughs) <laughs> so I said to her, why are you an atheist? I mean, this amazing chat about how she used to go to church and what she believes now. So, um, yeah, for me, it's really important that as Christians, we're not just sharing a message um, to people that aren't listening. Mm. And I think you've got to work hard and be in the community and commit to it um, so that you get a hearing. So I think in terms of taking a step towards others, Nay, I think you've taken like 57 leaps Um so I think for, for, for those of us who are listening, thinking, oh, I don't think I can manage that. That sound, like, sounds terrifying and I lack the skills. Uh, it's taking one step at a time, isn't it? So that perhaps this yeah. year for your family, it looks like having the conversation with your kids. Perhaps it looks like opening the door and giving out sweets. 
perhaps it looks like the next stage being like a tag that you add on a bag or perhaps it looks like you know talking to the people down the road about doing something together so it's just you take the next step in faith yeah towards yeah. others yeah thanks Amy and I think the most important thing we do is just stop and pause and pray and ask God to give us courage to make the most of this opportunity at Halloween and to stop closing the curtains and and walking away that I think is the biggest thing so friends of mine decided they would buy 10 of the bags and give them to 10 friends other friends um, put up a display on their house they weren't part of a local trail other friends were so there's lots of different ways that you can access what we're talking about and and this is the nature of being a Christian is is we each get to open our Bibles pray talk in our families and work out what is the right thing for us and Amy has given us lots of ideas. And clearly, this is the Christian life, not Halloween. We don't have to take a step every Halloween. We do have to take a step in the Christian life. Uh, how will we grow in our love for Christ? How will we grow in our joy at offering Christ in our community? Those seems like great questions for every Christian. But every Christian is going to have different answers. And every family, wouldn't it be great if every family was praying about that? And if, if something popped up for Halloween, we all win. <laughs> the Lord wins. I think growing up as a kid in um, an environment where my parents were desperate to get it right, um, the one thing I was really clear on is that we were different because we were Christians. So, you know, hats off to them for that. But, but I, I think the next step would have been, and how is that difference a good thing? How is this difference a better story? How is this about loving Jesus? And I think that's been the challenge for me with my kids about sort of saying we're different and we're not different just because we're odd and just because we're weird and just because we choose to be, but because we actually, because we love what's better, because we have a light, because, um, and I think that's that's the challenge for me of Halloween and every day um, when you're talking to your kids about what it means to be changed by knowing Jesus. Nay, tell us what your prayer is for this year. And then pray it. Tell us how you're thinking this year. I've been struck by some of the words in Isaiah 60, where it says, Arise, shine, for your light has come, and the glory of the Lord rises upon you. See, darkness covers the earth, and thick darkness is over the peoples. But the Lord rises upon you, and his glory appears over you. Nations will come to your light, and kings to the brightness of your dawn. And my hope for our community is that um, for those who want to know more about what it means that Jesus is the light of the world and in him we find light and life, that through this Halloween weekend they'd know the doors to stop at and they'd know the people to message and to find in the playground or in the shop to ask their questions and receive prayer or chat a bit more, find out more about Jesus. So I'm looking for people my prayer is that others will join me. I've got one. <laughs> other Christians. Um, I've got friends in other cities. But my prayer is that Christians across the UK would see this call to be um, a house of light on their street, a porch light to their community for the good news of Jesus Christ. So let me pray. Father God, we really want to pray and thank you for this opportunity to be a light for you in this world. I pray for Christians to have courage and boldness to act as they um, feel called to by you and as they choose to as a family. 
pray for um, adults and children as they're asked about Halloween, they would know how to answer and they'd know how to point to you as the light who um, shines light into all of our darkness. Amen. This has been a great pleasure. If anyone wants to contact us, they can do so at podcast at faithinkids.org. We love hearing from you. Uh, Please send us an email. Send us your ideas for Halloween. Uh, And Amy, is there anything else for our listeners to do? Yes. So our podcasts and our resources and all our uh, things that we want to do to serve churches and families are only possible because of the generosity of our supporters. Please, would you consider joining in? £5 a month makes a massive difference to helping us do more. Um, and we'd love your help and your partnership. Ed, I also want to tell you one very encouraging Nay Dawson quote that she didn't get in today. Imagine 100,000 children knocking on front doors and receiving bags containing a message of Christian hope and plenty of sweets this Halloween. Imagine. Imagine. Let's go do it. Imagine. Be a house of light. Nay, thank you for being inspiring. Thank you for having ideas for us that make you ill before breakfast. We really appreciate it. (laughs) Thank you very much. Goodbye. Bye.